Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our head. Today, I am joined by a fellow slut named Daisy. She talks about her history of sex and relationships, including a manipulative adult that not only groomed her starting at a young age, but also catfished her. We also share our love of being empowered sluts, how much we love sucking cock, gangbangs, and becoming strong, dominant women in the bedroom. Thank you to my Patreon producers, L, Robert, Moondogger, Hale, Murder Cube, BR, Brent, Sarb, Patrick, and Landon. Your support is so appreciated. Want to support your favorite slut next door? Check out patreon.com slash the slut next door. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love doing podcasts and I love, 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 love doing audios. My goal is to really only take phone calls like maybe once or twice a week. So supporting me through Patreon is one way that helps me dedicate more time to doing these projects like The Slot Next Door and more audios. But without further ado... Here is my episode with Daisy. Today I am joined with Daisy and I actually met Daisy uh, through FetLife. I started a FetLife profile for the slut next door and she was asking for uh, a podcast guest and I loved her podcast concept and we met for her podcast and really, I mean, I don't know about you, Daisy, but I feel like we really hit it off. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah. So I had to bring you on here. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I definitely enjoyed our conversation. It yeah. was a good one. I can't wait. I'm actually recording that or editing that one right now. Yay. Exciting. It. I know. I'm excited. Yes. Um, okay. So Daisy, why don't you give a brief kind of introduction of you, just kind of paint a picture of who you are um all right so I'm Daisy yep uh, as we figured that out (laughs) (laughs) and uh I'm 28 yes I'm 28 and I I'm a pretty normal person outside of being a crazy slut like in my personal life Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. I do things like I'm sitting in my art room right now while we're recording this, um, surrounded by all my craft supplies, I have a cat and a dog. I'm pretty <laughs> play Minecraft and Animal Crossing. I'm pretty boring. Um, <laughs> and then on top of all that, I just have this inner slut. Not really inner because I don't really try to hide her too much. My coworkers mm-hmm. and friends know about me, and they live their life vicariously through me all the time. They say <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm just a. Uh, I like to call myself a kink collector. That's another thing. Mm, is that I like that. I just kind of gravitate. I don't really gravitate towards any specific kinks. They all just kind of come to me. Mm, mm-hmm. 
I don't, there's, I'm not too exciting though, other than that. Just, <laughs> I like sex and arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why I enjoyed our conversation so much because I felt like we were kindred spirits because I also am like pretty boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm but not, not in bed. <laughs> yeah, not in bed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. can bring out the excitement there for sure. Yes. Yes. So I had to bring on a fellow slot on yeah. the slot next door. Please. Um, <laughs> so let's get into kind of your background in history, because when I read, you know, I'll, I'll give the audience like some background. So Daisy did this wonderful thing where before I came on her podcast, she kind of laid out her sexual journey and I read through it and I'm like, holy shit, I got to have this girl on the podcast (laughs) Um, because there are some very fascinating topics uh, or experiences you've been through. So let's unpack those together. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, sitting in my comfy chair. <laughs> and so your first, you called it your sexual introduction. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that was first grade. I want to say, uh, mm. at least, I think it was first grade or kindergarten, one of the two. Um, but my friend, there's a couple things that this friend and I did together. One, she first introduced she how do I say this she didn't introduce me to it okay she introduced me to sex through her parents dildo so (laughs) we went through her parents room we were watching Aaron Carter I don't know why I have this specific memory but we had the Aaron Carter DVD and we were in her parents bedroom watching Aaron Carter on DVD playing with her parents dildo and we didn't know what sex was we thought it was just putting it like a dick in between two boobs we thought that's what sex was (laughs) which I thought was adorable I just I don't I don't know where I mean whatever I she she brought it to me so I just rolled with it and thought that that was what it was and so we just spent I don't know maybe an hour or two in her parents bedroom singing Aaron Carter playing with the dildo like touching our boobs with them and thinking that we were like having sex and it was I have it it's a vivid memory Mm -hmm. it's like clear as day in my head which is scary to think about at the same time (laughs) (laughs) and then she um sometime sometime later she did a do you remember the song? Um, it's getting hot in here, so hot, so take off all your clothes. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah, Everybody yeah. knows that song? Okay. Yeah. So she was singing that song, and we were in a tent, and she started doing, like, this strip tease for me while we oh, were wow. in the tent as kids. And it, so those are the two things I would say were my very first introductions to sex mm. is through my friend showing yeah. me one a dildo and two stripping for me (laughs) (laughs) and so like can you even remember like when she started stripping like did you even like what do you even know what she was doing like I'm just trying to put myself in 
no at that i had yeah no i had no idea what was happening at the time i was because it it seriously was the most random thing she was like let's go in the tent (laughs) and i was like okay and then she starts singing and taking her clothes off and i'm like i don't know what's going on while her parents (laughs) are like outside the tent doing yard work or whatever oh she's just yeah yeah, i don't know she was she she's a wild one um yeah (laughs) and uh i no, my my there wasn't any real thought about it i was just yeah. like what is happening what is what is, <laughs> i know that like i'm not not enjoying myself right now like i, I knew that at that age i was like this is okay with me but like <laughs> but she i yeah I, I didn't have any idea really what i was like witnessing i didn't right really think of it i don't know i didn't I knew it wasn't right. Like I knew it mm-hmm. wasn't like what you should be doing, which I mean, obviously like there's reasons I, I, I don't know, but I just, I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't like not enjoy it. Right. So right. like at that age, it's like I was been pretty sexual from a young age, I would say because of like those couple experiences yeah because like it was like the wrong but it felt right and so like anything mm. sexual you know is wrong but it feels right mm-hmm. and then, you know yeah how that yeah goes. yeah that's interesting i always like to tell the story it didn't like shape me in any way i don't think but i was around that age and then a boy in the cafeteria was like uh, you know, we're in the middle of lunch and he's like, Hey, everybody look under the table. So we like, you know, duck down, look under and his little penis is showing. And I was just like in absolute shock. Right. <laughs> like it didn't, I don't know. I was kind of the same way. Like it, it, um, I knew it was wrong what he was doing, but then it, but see, I, I didn't think in my mind like, Ooh, I like that. That's the only difference. I was just like, Ew. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I, um, I don't think I've ever had anybody do that to me. But I have, like, I heard, I hear that a lot where people are like, hey, look. And it's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Or show me mine. I'll show you your Yeah. Or, that type of thing. Yeah. We didn't do that. We just kind of showed. <laughs> <laughs> right she did a lot of showing mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so that's really fun <laughs> yeah it and, was it, it was uh yeah it was fun yeah i just imagine like just little girls like waving the dildo around that's like exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so tiny like she was like she's still tiny she she was yeah so let's go now to your first sexual experience with a boy so that one i'll say his name because my name's not david so it doesn't matter so that one was mm-hmm. nick mm-hmm. and um i met him through summer camp like we went to summer camp together i can't i know i was 13 mm-hmm when I don't I'm assuming that I was like 12 or 11 when I met him but I know it was 13 when we first had sex and we met through camp and just kind of 
talked like normal like there was no like flirting or anything like that like the sex was kind of transactional in a way Hmm. in a a weird way I don't know how to it was just kind of like compulsory Mm -hmm. or maybe just because I was just interested in sex it's that's I've been a slut since I can remember but Mm um when I first went to his house so okay so I went to his house one day I took my little sister with me when his parents were home and she like stayed in his bedroom or in the game room while I was like making out with him in the bedroom we didn't do anything that day but then the next day I went back over and his parents were gone again and we started making out and then it it just progressed into sex and I somehow ended up on top and um his dad came in the room when we were like in when I was naked on top of him riding him I'm 13 and he's 14 and his dad comes in the room with his hockey helmet and it's like hey kid I tightened your nuts on your hockey helmet or Mm. something like that he said something to that effect and um just kind of stood in the doorway for a second and we all just it was one big moment of silence we all just kind of (laughs) stared at each other for a solid I don't know how long but this is the first time I'm ever having sex with anybody and I'm being caught so like if that tells you anything that gets Mm -hmm. to a kink later in life um (laughs) (laughs) but uh um and then I remember distinctly remember when we were having sex I put my leg over his shoulder and I don't know why. I think it just did it because it was comfortable. Because, I mean, it's a comfortable-ass position when you're fucking... I don't know. Mm-hmm. For me, it is, at least. Yeah. One of my favorite positions. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, he was like, oh, this is kinky. You're getting kinky, huh? And I was like, in my brain, I was thinking, like, this isn't... I, I don't think I... <laughs> even then, I was like, this isn't kinky. Like, I'm 13, right. and I don't think that me putting... But... From that point on, it made me think, like, oh, I'm kinky. Like, I think that's Mm. what made me be like, oh, yeah, no, that's who I am. I'm kinky. Like, (laughs) I identify with kink. And I do still. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think that's where that started. And I'm kind of putting that together right now in my brain Mm. as I'm talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so did did you have much sex like after that like in your teen years no so i had sex with nick once mm-hmm. and then oh and then and then like the next day he called me a fat bitch so oh my god <laughs> i know so like my self-esteem went right down the tube but i know it's whatever now looking back at it i'm like oh, oh. and then the fact that i thought i was fat back then that just that's what makes me sad oh, that like i, I thought i was fat i'm not mm. i was not fat honey you had way more weight to gain like i gained so much weight yeah. after that anyways oh. doesn't matter <clears throat> yeah and that was then but after after him i met somebody online and so um for like the next i don't know seven years of my life i was just with one person and so technically no <laughs> i kind of went yeah. to sucked with another person but after, yeah so yeah so that seven-year relationship um how old were you when that started 
that was maybe like months like so 13 so a couple months after meeting after having sex with nick Mm. so i was 13 and i was on there's this website i don't know if you know it it's called me's no, or me, I think it's Mies or Mebo. I don't remember. I think it's Mies though. I mean, easy. And you had these characters. It was like for the scene kids, you know. Okay. Excuse me. Back then, I was a scene kid <laughs> through and through. And um, <laughs> so I was on this website, and I met this uh, person, and they said their name was Caden, and. Um, I was 13 and they said their name was Caden and that they were 18 and um, they were this guy. They were living in New They were living in Texas or New York, one of the two, and they were about to go to school in Texas. Mm. And so I met Caden online. We sent, they sent me some pictures. I sent quite a few pictures at 13. I was sending like nudes and stuff pretty quick because i didn't know any better yeah Mm. and um that relationship began pretty quick like pretty quick they said that they were eight did i say that they were 18 and i was 13 Mm. and so i was like oh cool an 18 year old with tattoos is interested in me like oh this is really awesome like they sent me these pictures of this guy Mm -hmm. and he has like brown hair, I think I think green eyes, and they're covered in tattoos. Like both both arms, chest covered, everything covered. I like me being the cute little scene mm-hmm. kid I was trying to be. That was like a girl's mm-hmm. wet dream, and it was. And uh, <laughs> so I yeah, so I met Caden. He seduced me with his pictures. He sent me some dick pics. Um, It was a weird, it was a weird couple years. It was not a healthy relationship to say the least. It was very abusive. Um, They like, I mean, the definition of grooming is what happened. They separated me from like my family. They separated me from all my friends. I was, like, the only person they were allowed to talk to. I had to be on the phone with them, like, at night. If I wasn't on the phone with them, I was cheating. So, like, I had to be, mm-hmm. like, I had to fall asleep on the phone. My mom was, like, why is our um, phone bill so much or whatever? Because I mm. was spending eight hours on the phone with somebody every day. And, and this was just purely, like, a long-distance yeah, relationship this was- at this point. Yeah, purely online, purely, we just did voice and, um, like, AOL instant messaging, and Mm -hmm. there wasn't, at that point, there was, at the very beginning of our relationship, there wasn't any real, like, easily accessible video camera Mm -hmm. in order to be able to, like, video chat, so that wasn't an option then, um, but so that was 13 and then so I was with them all through high school so throughout high school I didn't have any friends or anything like that I was pretty mm-hmm. much just it was just me and Caden and mm-hmm. I, nothing else like in the world mattered at that point in my life um, there was a lot of manipulation and a lot of just it was a weird relationship 
and then mm-hmm. um what i graduated high school was still in the relationship with this person at this point there had been the option for video like chatting was mm-hmm. available at this point so i like very well could have video chatted with them but i just i never did because there was always at there was always some excuse to why there mm-hmm. couldn't be a video chat mm-hmm. so if that hints anywhere where it might be going is that um <laughs> they ended up being a woman and mm. i found this out through like catfish i did you know the tv show catfish yeah um they shot you know they gave me some tips so like i did the reverse phone number search and the reverse um image search and like i couldn't find anybody with the name Caden where they were living with that phone number and then whenever I looked up that picture it obviously took me to a completely different person so um I found out that they were actually a woman and when I met them when I was 13 they were actually 21 so it was like an even bigger age gap than what it should have been um so that was what I don't I don't know the exact year but I um confronted them about it obviously and they had convinced me to get into a relationship with the woman because they knew I was pansexual from the start because I've been openly like not straight my entire life Mm -hmm. and um so I got in a relationship with the woman the same day. Like, literally, I was on the phone crying. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Like, I don't want this. Like, I'm done. Can we not do this? And they're crying. Like, oh, but you're my life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, this beaten down whatever, however old I am at mm-hmm. that point now. Mm-hmm. Just, like, have no- nothing else, to, no one else to go to. And, like, yeah, they were all now- new, so... Going back, like, you said you talked on the phone. They must have had more of a somewhat masculine voice, I'm assuming. No, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they did. They did. They were really good at disguising their voice. Mm. And we had phone sex a lot, too. And, like, that was a whole other thing. Mm. (laughs) I forgot about that. We, (laughs) We had a lot of phone sex. And they were, like, really good about, they were really good at disguising their voice. I mean, it gets, it makes a lot more sense, but. And so that's, and that's what I wanted to revisit as well, because, you know, um, at the time this person is a predator, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, collecting, cause I'm sure you sent all kinds of pictures throughout yeah. that time. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And. So you said that there was a lot of manipulation. Yeah. How how so during that, during those first few years? It was a lot of, um, like, if you do this, you don't love me. Or if you don't do this, you don't love me. Or, like, it was a lot of... uh, Like, an example would be I got molested <laughs> and they, like, convinced me it was my fault oh, because wow. it was, like, um, so I had, it was at a party and I was just 
just chilling on my phone, just doing whatever, just trying to talk to Caden. And I had stopped talking to Caden for maybe 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes is when it happened. And after that 10 minutes, they had like hammered me into like with question after question. Like, what were you doing? Where were you? What was going on for those 10 minutes? Why weren't you responding to me? What happened? What? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you cheated on me, didn't you? Didn't something happen? Didn't do, do, do. Like, it was, there was no, if I wasn't in communication with them, I was out doing something like cheating on them or just I just didn't love them enough apparently and they needed all my love and attention because they my goodness. couldn't get it from anyone else but like so that same day I was like well yeah I was like this happened to me and they're like yeah you were asking for it because you weren't talking to me and you were doing this and so I thought like I thought it was my fault and it was like a whole mm. there was like a whole thing so it just I'm not doing enough like, yeah, for not them. a mind fucking yeah and not a fun way yeah not in a fun way <laughs> there can be some fun, good fun mind fucks out there but well and the, what's sad is you know you're such a young a young girl like you're really learning about love and relationships in the world and you know humans <laughs> you know yeah and, that's really sad. And this is a spoiler, but I'm so glad you have a healthy relationship now. Yeah. Because too. it could be worse and that you just repeat the cycle over and over. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah. Luckily I didn't. If, if we're going to, cause there's still more. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So um, we were definitely at the, you graduated high school. Yeah. Um, and did you, I did want to ask this, do you guys had like plans to, I guess, like yes. live near each other, you know, all that? Yes. So I, so that actually kind of ties into, okay. So that's a good transition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, I had been wanting to go to college for nursing and there was a nursing school out by them that they were like oh you should look into this nursing school and maybe you can come here and do this and and so I was looking into nursing schools in New York and um I did find one I didn't end up going to it but the plan was that I was going to move out to New York and go to school in the city that they were living in in um I can say it doesn't really matter Schenectady and uh so I was going to go to school there live on they had just made like campus housing like just made campus housing that year that I was going to be moving out there and so um they were I had no idea what their plans were going to be because I was like full set on moving to New York my grandparents took me out there to like go look at the college and stuff and Mm -hmm. um but there was plans for me to move to New York and live with or and go to school by them while they were like living at home. I don't remember what their living situation was at that time. What they said their living situation mm-hmm. was, I know what it was. But now, did your family know about this person? That no, you had been gotcha. No, nobody knew until so I met 
So when I broke up with Caden the same day I got engaged to, or not got engaged, I got um, in a relationship back with the person. Their name is Liz. So I got in a relationship with Liz and Liz's family and they all lived in New York. And with Liz, I was going to go still plan on, I was still planning on moving to New York to go to school there and live on campus. Um, So I had convinced my grandma that I had met this person like online through the school website and um, they were going to show me around campus. So I convinced my grandma to take me to New York to go look at the school. So my sister, my grandma, and I went to New York. We um, walked around downtown, the downtown area, and hung out for a little bit while I waited for Liz to get off of work. But um, they still didn't know that I was, like, dating this person. They just thought I Mm -hmm. met this person, like, through school. Yeah. And so um, they just knew I was meeting up with somebody. And so... I um, can remember I was standing on like the street corner. It sounds so bad. I was in the downtown of the area standing on the street corner um, outside of our hotel room. And they had um, texted me. They were on the way. And I was like, okay. So they came, they come drive by and pick me up off the street corner. <laughs> like now that I'm saying this, I don't think I've ever said this story this part of the story out loud. They picked me up off the street corner and um drove me back to the hotel room, which is where they met my grandparents. So we had um maybe what, I don't know, twenty minutes to ourselves in the car where I was like, Oh hi, like nice like I didn't even get to like give them a hug or anything and at this point it's also mention worth mentioning i'm not attracted to this person like at all like Mm. physically attracted Mm -hmm. to this person at all i'm with them strictly because i'm like emotionally beaten down Mm -hmm. and so like that's the only reason i'm here and so um they meet my grandma and then they meet my sister because my sister was with us and um we all go out to eat to like buffalo wild wings or something like that and uh, we spend a good, I don't know, hour just talking. They were, like, winning over my grandma and telling her about, like, all the stuff that's in the area and all the cool, like, things that can, you know, the ways that they're going to help me with school and all this stuff. The night afterwards we drop them all off and then Liz and I go and we sit outside the airport because that's where so whenever Caden would be on the phone with me at night a lot of the times they would be sitting outside the airport like watching the airplanes fly I'm not sure why but Hmm. they would just be on the phone outside the airport in their car Mm -hmm. and um, they took me there and that's where we first like kind of fucked around I don't I don't know she just fingered me and um we made out a little bit and it was like, mm-hmm. whatever. I did not want it at all, but, um, it was not terrible, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was fine with it at least. The first time I met her. Yeah. Was all that. <laughs> so <laughs> they dropped me off at like three in the morning back at the hotel room. 
something like that. My grandma was like, are you okay? Like, what did you guys do? Did you blah, blah, blah? And nobody knew at this point still. And mm-hmm. so that was how she snuck her way into like meeting my grandma. Mm-hmm. So that vacation ended, I think it was like a three day vacation. So we like had packed up and left after that. Like I met them once and, and that was that and we kept talking and the plan was still for me to go to, Oh, we did actually like visit the school and stuff. <laughs> we did actually do that. But um, that was like, what, maybe two hours of the entire like four day trip. Yeah. Um, so we then, we get all our stuff, go back home. I'm still talking to Liz talk, um, every day. They don't know that I'm talking to Liz every day still. They just like think that we're, you know, friends still mm-hmm. at this point. Not that we're like talking constantly just somebody I met through school. Um, and can I, can I yeah. ask you what's going through like your mind? Because I heard you say like, you know, like the sex didn't love it. You weren't attracted to them. So like, where was your mindset at that point? Like I wasn't thinking about myself like at all. Mm. I was just thinking about them. Like, mm. and like, that's just kind of part of, who I am is taking care of other people like because mm-hmm. my mom was like the same way I had to take care of her and I'm also like the emotional caretaker to my sister and my father so like oh, wow, I'm yeah. everybody's emotional caretaker in my family and um that was love for you yeah was yeah. just taking care which is, explains a lot but um <laughs> um so for me, I wasn't thinking about myself at all. Like I was just like, yeah. okay, I'm here. I'm just going to make this person happy because that's my calling is to like take care of other people and make them happy. And this is the person that's picked me. And like, they're the only person I know. And I know what to do in this relationship to like make things okay. Mm-hmm. And I know what mm-hmm. not to do, but then I'm also like constantly still walking on eggshells because the relationship yeah. with the relationship with Liz was more, there wasn't as much like manipulation as abuse, but I think it's just because they had me like physically in their hands. Yeah. Because eventually I did end up moving to New York and living with Mm -hmm. them and their family. So like I Mm. lived in the house, so they lived with their parents and Mm -hmm. I lived with their parents, her brother, their two dogs and um, me. And they liked me better than Liz. (laughs) There's no if, ands, or buts on that. So, um, yeah. yeah so I think you were and I interrupted you sorry about that but um yeah you were talking about how you came back and no one knew that you and Liz were dating just thought you were friends yeah yeah okay so in between me so after I left left New York for that trip Liz had come to Michigan on vacation we had met each other at Cedar Point for a vacation and I had flown to New York for a vacation so like at this point we're still saying we're friends but um Mm -hmm. at Cedar Point is when we like we made it Facebook official (laughs) we just like posted that we were in a relationship on Facebook we didn't tell anybody we just changed our relationship status on Facebook to in a relationship with each other Mm we didn't like make an announcement or like tell any of our friends or family beforehand. We just Mm kind of did it. And, um, 
when I got, I remember when I got home, everybody was like, well, why didn't you tell me? And I'm like, well, why do I have to tell you? <laughs> like, that was my first <laughs> response was like, is this, there was, there was a couple different reactions. I think some of my family was not prepared. I don't think, cause I was never like openly like, yo, I'm not straight, but I was never like, yo, I'm straight. Like I was just kind yeah. of always, I've just always kind of just been me. Mm-hmm. And so like, I I don't know. Some of my family, I think, was a little upset that I didn't tell them about being mm. in a relationship mm-hmm. with a woman on top of being in a relationship at all. Right, right. So we announced our Facebook or our relationship through Facebook like that. We were one of those people. And um, so there was the three vacations or so in between me finally moving to New York and living with the family. So I got to meet is his parents which were like blessings in disguise i love them so much i still mm. do such mm-hmm. great people but um they had no they had no idea nobody knew still at this point nobody knows how liz and i had actually met like nobody yeah. that's that's a secret and i don't don't know who knows it still to this day entirely to be honest but mm-hmm. um so okay so then i move okay i'm doing this playing this out of my head because this is seven (laughs) years of my life (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i moved to new york i'm living in new york i'm going to school and working and living with their family their family is their mom was like "Eh," about it there there was like a no pda like Mm. it, it wasn't like it wasn't spoken about that like mm-hmm. we were in a relationship. It was just that like I was living there. They were helping Liz's friend go to school in New York. Mm-hmm. Right. But <clears throat> anyways, the relationship with Liz was a lot easier because it was, I like I said, I think because I was actually like within their, you know, their view and they were no longer like they didn't have a secret. They were like, yeah. I'm actually like Liz, like this person actually wants, they think this person actually wants to be with this person when it's I'm here out of just I don't know why I'm here but um (laughs) so I was in I don't know that relationship for like four years I was going to school and working and we like we went on a lot of vacations they absolutely drained my bank account like I had like $20,000 saved up from my grandparents, you know, um, some, I don't know, trust fund or I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. And I had completely drained all of that because of Liz for on like mm. vacations and like just stupid bullshit. Like my spending, yeah. they made my spending habits terrible. I can't like, I can't be like they made me because, but they influenced my spending habits in a very right. negative way. And, um, so it was uh four boring years, I guess it's like really mm-hmm. like with Liz, it was just we did fun stuff, but for the most part it was just boring. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything exciting going on. Um we did take one vacation to Disneyland, which is where we got engaged. And oh, wow. um my first response was no. 
i was like no and then and then because my friends and family were on facetime like they had their friends and family and then they had facetimed my family as well apparently and Mm. i got engaged in front of cinderella's castle and my response was like no within a very long pause and i was like oh my god yes and so then we got engaged (sighs) in front of cinderella's castle (laughs) so and then I had to spend an entire, I did not want to be engaged, obviously. Mm. So then mm. they give you this pin at Disney where it's like uh, you get pins for like it's if it's your birthday or if you're celebrating an anniversary or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And they had in just engaged pins and then people would be like congratulating you and you got like, I got free cupcakes and like, it was just, it was a terrible vacation. It was a terrible mm. vacation. Mm-hmm. But um it's always weird for me to say that I've been engaged because I've always been against the idea of marriage in general so mm. it was just anyways so got engaged and then we came back and were engaged for maybe another one or two years something like that so I don't know how I don't know if any of that math added up at all okay <sighs> This is so long ago, but mm-hmm. um, we're engaged for a little while, and then they come out as trans. And as soon as they come out as trans, every like every little bit of abuse that was from Caden had come right back out. Like I have no idea why. I couldn't tell you, but there was like an immediate shift in the relationship to where like hmm. everything like. On the way to and from work, I had to be on the phone with them now or else I was, like, out doing something. Or, like, I couldn't, like, I had to spend my lunch break on the phone with them or else I was, I don't know, doing something cheating. Which I had, and, like, I would be, I had never cheated on this person at all. Not once. Mm. Like, I had never tried to or even, like, I don't know. I don't know, it's just pure insecurity on their part. But yeah. when they came out as trans, all of that came back. And I lasted that relationship maybe two weeks before I up and left. I was just mm. like, I am done and I'm out of here. So mm. I packed up all my shit and I moved back home. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going back home to help my grandparents. They're like sick. I got to take care of them. And I packed up my shit and left. And then when I got home, I broke up with them because I knew if I was in front of them, like I would never be able to do it in person because Mm. I was just, I was still that manipulated. Like I wasn't fully manipulated anymore because I had seen a little bit of taste of the good life, but Mm -hmm. I was still enough to where I know that if I was to try to break up with them in person, I wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. So I had to do it from like a distance, which is a shitty thing to do, but I knew it's the only way I could have done it and it was the best outcome for me. But Mm -hmm. yeah. And how did they, they didn't try to do anything just totally insane? No, no. Surprisingly, they were like, I think they expected it. Mm. Number one, I feel like they said that they expected it. But my one cousin and aunt had like stayed in contact with them and was what they were telling her that I was like, or him at that point, I get pronouns all messed up. So nobody come at me. <laughs> I was in a relationship with a person that was a man and then a woman and then a man. It's hard to get right. the pronouns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, 
so they um were in contact with like my aunt and my cousin and they were talking about how like I was a completely different person now that I wasn't in a relationship with the that with them and how there was something wrong with me and because of like me coming back and actually trying to be my own person and not nobody nobody at this point still had known what the actual relationship with Liz was I don't mm-hmm. I really don't know who knows like to this day because it's like it doesn't really necessarily matter anymore yeah in my opinion it's like it's a big chunk of my life that doesn't I mean it matters because there's like lasting effects on me that I'm still working through but Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter like I don't feel like I have to like prove right anything anymore about that relationship but no they surprisingly didn't do anything too crazy they didn't like fly to Michigan or you know (laughs) like they were just kind of like I think they were okay with it too Mm, the funny thing is now they're engaged to their ex who that they had said was a who they're engaged now now they're engaged to their ex who was apparently abusive to them oh wow so I don't know (laughs) they're 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 just a hot mess doing their own thing I'm just letting them live their life yeah destroying it on their own i they told me that they told their friends what how we actually met and everything but like how do you say that like i was 21 i met this 13 year old girl online right and i pretended to be this like nobody's nobody's really telling that to their big group of friends like no no you're you're not like you can say you told them but you didn't tell them because if you did you know how terrible that sounds (laughs) right nobody yeah admit to doing something criminal yeah exactly (laughs) yeah exactly oh but this guy man i still follow him on instagram and he is still fine as fuck and he has a cute kid and i'm just like i like for whatever reason i'm like i want him to have a great life (laughs) oh the catfish picture guy yeah i want you to have a great life (laughs) i messaged him actually and he read it but he never responded I was like, I just want you to know that somebody used your pictures to pretend to be like somebody else and messaged him on Instagram one time, hoping that he would respond, but he never did. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was well, uh <laughs> That would be a weird message to receive. Yeah. I don't know if I would if right? I would respond <laughs> either. That's too funny. Oh my gosh. Well, wow. <laughs> what a story that was and like, i just not very organized either and i'm so no sorry, you did great you did like, great um no yeah it is and i just i just hate it for your uh young teen self you know, I know. to be shaped in such a way um, but also like i really like who i am mm-hmm. so it's like would i be this person if I had met this person, because mm-hmm. like knowing, like I talk about it with my current partner all the time. I'm like, if I had met you, like I would be a completely different person than yeah. I like would have been otherwise. But I know I've yeah. always been this like open person. I've always had this open mindset my entire life, like even mm-hmm. from a young age, which I think is what brought this person into me as well, because mm. they were like, oh, someone who's not going to judge 
because they're yeah. pretending to be a guy. And, uh, yeah. So that was most, that was most of my life. And then, yeah, after that is when all the fun started. <laughs> That's when I like really became myself. Mm. And I relate to that so hard because, yeah, I don't know if we really went in this, into detail and I was just thinking about this. My, my marriage is what sprung me into who I am today. I mean, I got out of that and I was like, I'm waving my freak flag yeah. so hard. And, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know if I would do that, you know, if I was kind of not if, I, if, if you were right. in that marriage exactly like that catalyst didn't set it off yeah yes yes yeah so you you called it a host stage yeah. <laughs> I I, stages yes it, it it's continued but it's it's slowed <laughs> down for sure yeah I, what i mean like when i i would go i called it dick hopping i would go from like dick <laughs> on the daily like I would probably consider maybe myself a little bit of a sex addict at a certain point mm-hmm. in my life yeah. but like I'm okay with it <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I call them dick benders so like <gasps> alcohol you know when you go on a I bender like that. <laughs> yes oh my gosh <laughs> that is exactly like what <laughs> yeah because exactly- yeah you're just you're getting high on dick <laughs> for fucking months <laughs> Right. Years of my life for a minute there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so my body count then was two when I ended that relationship with, mm. with I don't even remember what their final name was. I know what it is now. I'm not going to say it now. I'm yeah. going to say their actual name, but yeah. Um, so after that, so my body count was two. And then maybe within like a month, my body count was at like 30. Like I went yeah. ham real quick, real fast. Tinder was my <laughs> best friend. Like um, my current partner, I met too. He was like the third blow job I think I'd ever done in my entire life. I have no idea why he's still with me. Actually, I do. But like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he admitted he admits now that it was not that great of a blow job. And I was like, <laughs> I know it was. I know it was not that great of a blow job. You were like my third one. Of course, it wasn't good. <laughs> I had no idea what he was doing, but whatever. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I was keeping track for a while there too. Like I was, I was like keeping track of names and stuff. And then I just, I finally just like gave up at like 50. I was just like, okay, I don't care anymore. This doesn't mm-hmm. matter. No, I'm just, I know fun. that's, yeah. to, I mean, that, that's like a qualification to being a true slut is when you just finally stop care. You're like, you know what? Fuck this. It doesn't matter yeah. what the number is. No. I'm just matters. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be? Um, so how did that feel like being able to really liberating? Like so like I, so the the sex that we were having was, was not good. (laughs) Like like they didn't know how to eat pussy. Like surprisingly, Mm. I knew how to eat pussy. Surprisingly. I did not know how I, I, or at least unless they were faking it the entire time, which I, I mean, they very well could have because I was, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, going from like just some shitty fingers and like a person with a strap on who had no idea what they were doing with a strap on 
to like an actual dick which somebody and i'm sure a lot of the sex i had at the beginning was terrible and i just had no idea because i had nothing to compare it to (laughs) right but like um it was just it's just it's a different feeling having a one night stand than having sex with somebody that you're in a relationship with number one Mm -hmm. like that's a whole different thing because the sex is just different Mm-hmm. it's either terrible or awkward or really just fucking nasty and freaky and fun mm-hmm. there's like yeah. there's not really a happy medium there unfortunately but <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's still fun no matter how it turns out because it's sex with a random person which is the fun part for me too mm-hmm. yeah. um so i at at that point i was just doing like I was just having like quickie one night stands. I had maybe one or two guys that I would just like continuously fuck. But for the most part, it was just like one person after the other. Like I I don't want to talk to you after like, let's just fuck. And like, I don't, I don't, and I'm doing all this sober. Like I'm not drunk or like, I'm not like going out to like, I'm just on apps finding dick, like (laughs) from one to the next. And um, I mean, that was, I don't know, maybe another i spent like a solid year of that and then i met this guy um who which i'm not we're not i'm not monogamous so like we weren't monogamous so i was still like sleeping with other people but like while i had like kind of a partner Mm -hmm. but i think this guy was just like i don't know what i don't know what why i i don't know what the fuck was wrong with me for this one but um we were talking and somehow got into like some sort of relationship type thing i had made it clear that i i have do not want kids like ever in my life i don't want kids Mm -hmm. and i don't want um i don't want to give birth to kids i don't Mm -hmm. like because i've had a partner that had kid that's that's another story in a minute but um i made it clear that i don't want kids and i don't want to get married two things that I just don't want out of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like they had said that that was like clear to them, but they had a breeding kink and I was like, okay, yeah, I can get along with a kink. A kink can be a fantasy. Like, you know, breeding kinks. Fine. Like, yeah, sure. Breed me. Whatever. That's fine. I'm a kink collector. Like, (laughs) whatever. It's, it's fine. (laughs) Right. It does turn me on the idea of getting bred, but like, it's not, something i actually want realistic yeah Yeah. no i no thank you so (laughs) but they ended up thinking that we were like in this monogamous relationship and i was gonna like get married to them and have kids oh after like (laughs) after like three months of me like saying like yo like this is fantasy like reminding him of all these things and like i'm still mind you i'm still fucking around Mm -hmm. and so like our breakup was he I was talking about how I had thrown up on some guy's dick like the weekend before to a friend <laughs> when I was at a party uh, we were tailgating and um, I was with my family and my friends and I was just talking about how I'd thrown up on a guy's dick and everybody was laughing at it and he starts freaking he's like you by fucking another guy in the middle of the streets of Detroit screaming at me like oh my God. a crazy banshee we're screaming at each other from across the street and I was he he ended up just like dipping 
and leaving and i never saw him again after that and i was like okay that's fine bye (laughs) 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 that did not it did not bother me at all and so i don't know who broke up with who there but (laughs) i so that was like my first bad relationship after Mm -hmm. and then i one of the guys i was fooling around with kind of continuously i ended up kind of like falling for I really liked this guy like a lot and um, he had a kid and so like she became like the center of my world that little thing (laughs) so like when I say I don't want kids I now know that I cannot have a kid because of how this relationship like turned out like I do not have the emotional capacity for a child to like I can't like I wouldn't be able to, I would be too, what's the word? I'm too, I would give too much. Like I wouldn't have, mm. I wouldn't at all, I wouldn't be able to balance any emotions. All of my emotions would be towards my kid. I see. Yeah. Or any child in a relationship. Like if there's a kid involved, like, yeah. So mm-hmm. that kid stole my heart and, uh, <laughs> So his dad for her dad for a little bit, but um, he ended up being um, addicted to meth. And like, I just didn't me being me just I don't know, I, I guess I'm just oblivious to all of the obvious red flags and everything in the world. Um, oh. But also, I would say it's because I've only had one relationship in my life, no life experience. Right. So right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't really like blame myself there fully. Mm-hmm. but um so I was in a relationship with this guy for I don't know maybe two or three years something like that um I don't know how how much of a he was using how much of our relationship he was but um I know towards the end it got really bad and I uh he had like brought on a Christmas fucking Eve. He had a hooker over at our house. Like him and the hooker <laughs> were doing meth in the in the, in the fucking. Um, I hate I hate that word hooker. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to put that out there like that. That's such a bad <laughs> word. But whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, they, they were just. They were both in the living room. I come home on Christmas Eve, and I was like, "Okay, well, this is it. Like, I'm done. This is this this one's over." <laughs> so that one ended up. That was a good three years of my life that I wouldn't say I was wasted because I got a lot of life experience out of that one. But um, that was like the most monogamous I think I had been mm. since Liz. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I had slept with like anybody else really when I was in a relationship with them. I see. So I went a little, I had like a couple year hoe phase and then a (laughs) stupid little relationship. And then this weird couple year relationship with a kid that destroyed me. And then this, now I have this one, but (laughs) there was your current, your current partner, right? Yeah, yeah, this good one. <laughs> this yeah. is actually healthy one for once in my fucking life. <laughs> yes, yes, and I've, I like I feel like I know him a little bit from from doing the podcast, and he's seems great. 
He's a no, cutie. No, no, no red flags on the on my part. <laughs> no, so far so good. I don't know how long we've been together now. Four years, three years, something like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, what I really liked about um, the little bit I heard from your relationship is, you know, you started thinking that you were more on the submissive side and you guys have been able to kind of um, explore you being a mommy dom yeah towards him absolutely oh i love it so much (laughs) (laughs) well and and really like carrying your story like in every almost every relationship is you being a mom in some kind of way Uh it is it is yeah it took me a long time to realize that but yeah no so the woman that doesn't want kids. I know, right? Is maternal. <laughs> right? I also attribute it to, like, my mom, you know? Like, mm-hmm. doing, like, they say, like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just not having a mom, making me want to yeah. be, like, provide a mom. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, um, that can get super psychologically deep like um being able to portray the love that you wish you had yeah that yes giving somebody Mm -hmm. yes yes that's Mm -hmm. exactly it giving somebody what i wish i had gotten in my life Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness so (laughs) oats always not always but he brought this up recently when we first were like first okay so oats and i first met this is my current relationship with oats oats and i first met Right when I got out of the relationship with Liz, so my hoe phase, mm-hmm. we fucked once. He was dominant in bed. The um, And then, like, after that, we just texted and kind of kept, like, in touch, like, via chat. We didn't really meet up. Well, he came to my work a lot, <laughs> like, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he came to my work a lot. And um, I because, like... I worked in an ER. It sounds so bad. I worked in an ER, so I had a lot of downtime. But the job <laughs> I had in the ER, I had a lot of downtime. So mm-hmm. I would go outside and, like, I, I'm a smoker, so I would go smoke a cigarette. And I would just, we would sit at, outside at the top of the parking structure and just talk for, like, a couple hours at a time here uh-huh. or there. I know. It was yeah. really cute. So, like, that was kind of the extent of our relationship. And then once mm-hmm. I broke up with my last, the last relationship, the guy with the kid, um actually no before that he was selling me my he was selling me weed and um while I was in the relationship with the guy but like Mm -hmm. we had we had been we've just been friends like we had been building a friendship yeah Yeah. more than anything and so like when I got out of my relationship he was out getting out of his relationship very abusive relationship and so um it was just kind of perfect timing on our parts to where we were like okay well we're friends like who also are horny so like let's just fuck and live together and you know just friends with benefits and we like stuck with the friends with benefits label for a long time and he remained dominant throughout like all of that um and i had i think i'm just going to attribute it to just being controlled my whole life whether it be by my like parents or my past relationships that Mm -hmm. like I just automatically took the submissive role 
because mm. I will always be in the submissive role. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had just kind of, there wasn't any like dynamic, but within the, in the bedroom, that's just kind of the, so, okay. So in the bedroom, he's always been, he was always dominant. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, from the start, it was just kind of the normal, we like, how do I explain this? <laughs> so he he was okay. So we were both coming out of bad relationships, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um neither of us wanted to be in a relationship. So we just kind of said we were friends and then we fucked well, so friends with benefits. Mm-hmm. And we also lived together. Um so roommates fuck buddies whatever the hell we just went after whatever label besides mm-hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend we stayed away right. from that <laughs> <laughs> um, and um it was purely like there really i mean there was romance there so oh that's what i was gonna say to go with the mom thing jeez the pete's okay <laughs> so Something that Oates brought up the other day was that when we were very first like living together, he had brought me home just like this is going to sound very random, but he brought me home just tea, like my favorite tea without me having to like ask Mm -hmm. or like without me even having to bring it up or like having to say like I'm thirsty. He just came home with tea and I started crying because nobody had ever done anything like that for me before. Oh, I know. So he was like, that's when I realized that you, <laughs> you haven't had a lot in your life. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. that was like the start of it. If you think about it, that's kind of a dominant mm-hmm. act in a way to just, but it's not at the same time. Now that you think about it, it's a little like, not necessarily dominant i mean it can be but like the fact that you just like just did it for me without me even having to ask like just shows like his submissive side to me now looking Mm -hmm. back at it um so but back then in the bedroom it was mostly dominant him dominant me submissive me just doing all this like I don't know. I don't want to sound so late, but like the lame kinky port like stuff, you know, like choking and like spanking and <laughs> yeah, like you know your normal kinky, your normal kinks. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, that lasted. I don't know. We were friends for maybe two years, and then we finally said we were partners after that, and then. Uh, like a couple months later we finally said i love you and then just recently we've actually like we're fine with the word girlfriend and boyfriend and i think that's just strictly to make it easier on other people Mm -hmm. um but yeah for the most part it has had been that and so let's see there was like there's this whole whole thing that happened with my mom but 
just to cut it short, I have no contact with my mom right now, pretty much. So mm-hmm. I don't talk to her except for there's like she sent me like a Valentine's Day text and I was just like, okay, I love you too. I sent it back this time. But like for the most part, I've been in no contact with her. Mm-hmm. And um, ever since that, like my dominant side came out. So I'm attributing it to like my mom being the last person that held like some sort of control over me. So now I'm like the only person in control of myself, which is like different mm. for me. Mm. It's it's a new feeling. So yeah. um, once that happened is when my dominant side came out like full force. I have no idea. Like, Oh, it's just showed me a little bit of submission. And I was like, okay, I'm taking yeah. it. <laughs> like, this is my new role. Yeah. I'm happy here. So um, it started with like just panties in general. I'm mm-hmm. just wearing them. And I never like, never, I don't want to say like cared, but like I was never interested or like I never looked into those kind of kinks because they were just never... I was never dominant so like none mm-hmm. of that ever mattered to me you know yeah but seeing him in them and out and seeing the like submissive side of him was just like <laughs> I don't know too much <laughs> like, <laughs> at that time like it was in a good way and mm. it knocked something loose and uh it all started with a pair of panties man it really did (laughs) and then uh it went to then we took a tried the strap on and i like fucked up the first time so then i got really scared of it and i like didn't Mm. touch it for like a year now Mm -hmm. i'm like yes give it to me (laughs) (laughs) i'll wear it all day every day if i could love it yeah yeah wearing a cock is like god it's such a such a moment at least for me like it just feels so empowered yes you powerful yes you're on you're just like on a different level yeah yeah i don't know i don't it is one of my it's with a man around though yeah like if i'm with and like if it were like me and you in the room and i have a strap on like I might just get silly and be like, let's sword fight or something. That would be my immediate thought, too. <laughs> but, like, if a man's in the room, I'm like, yeah, I'm the one with the cock now. Yeah. I don't think that's your first thought, too. That was my immediate thought. <laughs> sword fight. Why is that the go-to? That always is, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've done it. I've done it with oats. I'm like, let's sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> You, you just never, can't I, have it. When you get something between your legs, you're like, oh, look at all these things I can do with it. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I love it. Now, um, let me ask you, like, with you and Oats, um, is it more mommy dom as in kind of just the more gentle femme doming or is it, you know, mommy son role play? No, it's just the gentle femdom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not, there's no like role play really involved. I don't, mm-hmm. we both, I don't know, like role play sounds fun to me, but I think we're both too, which I know being silly is part of it, but I feel like both of us, like, I don't think either of us could take it seriously enough mm. yeah. with each other yeah. to like follow through with it. Mm-hmm. It sounds fun. And it'd be like, 
there are like some ideas and I'm sure if I like asked him to, he would because you know, he listens, but (laughs) um, I don't, yeah, it's just definitely, um, I have a way more nurturing side. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, I'm not good at, I'm not good at humiliation. Like it's something I'm working on. It's something I really, really, really want to work on. And I Mm -hmm. have been. And like trying to tell myself, like, yo, I'm not hurting his feelings. Like, this is this is okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get in trouble for saying these things. Like, right. there's a lot of yeah. stuff in my head that I have to like get over, and it's like it's working. It's slowly working. I'm getting a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just a very like nurturing, loving, yeah, caring type of domination. With yeah. like, let me just peg that pussy at the same time. <laughs> you know that's i would say that's my favorite that would be yeah. my favorite kink would be pegging mm. if i could pick one love it now i will give you a tip for humiliation that mm. i do uh because i totally get it it's it's really weird you know to make that switch but once you realize this person wants it and it's actually turning them on. So, yeah, I'm going to. But my number one tip is to really get into it is to picture. I picture my ex-husband oh. and I just rip into these guys. Really? Like, I'm just like, and, uh... especially if it's like small penis. I'm like, yeah, dude, let me tell you all the ways I don't want that. <laughs> brilliant yes that is brilliant picture someone you want to it's very cathartic too i'm telling you i can imagine i'm definitely doing it yeah (laughs) it's definitely gonna be popping yeah (laughs) i've got some things to say now (laughs) yes think about your ex that's the only only time you should think about your ex um (laughs) so okay so you are coming into yourself as a mommy dom, which is great. And another thing I wanted to say too is I feel like sometimes it's um it's an age thing. Like I really question if any like 20-year-old woman could be a dom. I'm sorry. I, I just don't no, I know if it. that could ever happen because we're so idiotic <laughs> around that time. I but agree. I, yeah, I think when you hit this certain level, especially if you're like uh, me and you, that's more sexually open and and slutty and like proud to be a slut, um, it's just so natural to take over that control and be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like yeah. this is, um, I'm in fucking charge. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. It really does. It's like a. It's new. It's new to me. I would say it's maybe a year now. Like mm-hmm. it's it's still like I feel like I'm still a little baby in the in the dom- domination mm. aspect of things. But like yeah, you're always young. Yeah, oh yeah. But I still I like wear that kind of proudly. I'm like yeah, haha, I did it. I figured out who I am. Like, yes, and that's a beautiful thing for me with with kink. I think we talked about this on when I came on your podcast. It's like. You just kink can like allow you to grow as a person and figure yourself out. And I'm hearing that a lot in in your journey for sure. Sex has been a big part of my life. Yeah. Just in general. It's been my most of my life. 
You know, I'm sitting here thinking you might be so into packing because of that first grade experience with your friends. <laughs> <gasps> I never thought about that. <laughs> oh I my never God. thought about that. Yeah. You are so hot. <laughs> that is probably spot right on. Yeah. Um, I so badly, I'm very excited to talk about uh, briefly, gangbangs. Okay, yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll share. I, I, I believe from what I hear, you're way more experienced than me. It's like my number one, uh, if I'm ever going to turn on porn, I'm turning on a gangbang probably. Okay. And I've had one, and I call it a mini gangbang, of five. Okay. And that's it. I'm not saying that's where it ends <laughs> ever, but that it was five and I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. I, well, I say many because in my mind I want more. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yeah. do. Trust me, you do. Yes. But <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your experience in gang base. So I met, so this is while I'm with Oats. So um, we're still open, you know, like I'm still fucking around, but I met this, I wanted to form my own gangbang, so I made a post on Fat Life. Terrible idea, mm-hmm. girls. Don't do it. But um, <laughs> um, I found this guy who hosts these gangbangs, who like already has them set up, and um, I found him, and we just like hit it off, messaging really quick, just because like I'm me and I'm a slut, and like that's all he wanted was a slut, so like here I am perfect slut on a platter um <laughs> and um so I would let's say I went to maybe a total of seven or eight mm-hmm. um and they all varied with the amount of men um I think the least being 15 and the most being 30 but this is like it's a gangbang, but it's like think of it like a brothel kind of. There's mm-hmm. th- there was two other girls and me, and we each had our own room, so right. it was like a, a brothel style gangbang. Um, and um, the very first one I went to, I remember <laughs> I was so impatient. They were just like talking, and I was like, I don't want to talk. I just want to suck a dick right now. And yeah. so I said that out loud. <laughs> I was like, can I suck somebody's dick? Like, somebody pull their dick out. I just want dick. And so I remember who it is. His name's Mo. And he hopped right up and he pulled his pants down. And I just got sucking, sucking away. They weren't, like, I don't know if they were upset with me, but I don't think that's how they planned on the gangbang starting with somebody being like, give me some dick. <laughs> no, I, I'm so with you because all kink events, there's too much talking, in my opinion, at the beginning. And it's just like, I just, I'm just here. I mean, I know some people are there for the conversation, but I am not, I am not. No, yeah. <laughs> I just want to I'm here. Fun. I'm here for the dirty stuff. <laughs> so the first one, yeah, I spent, oh God. I just, I can remember, I could, I miss the game bang so much. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first one, I honestly, for all of them, I wish I could tell you how many dick, dicks I took, like, 
in that night, but I know that like I took at least almost all of them, if not all of them in a night. And, mm-hmm. um, it was just, they went from like eight o'clock to like anywhere from like midnight to like 2am. Like it was just hours. I had little breaks. Like they, they, the guys were extremely, extremely, extremely respectful. Like mm-hmm. the most respectful group of guys I think I had ever, I have never felt safer in my life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like being naked in the center of the room, surrounded by a bunch of men, I felt absolutely safe, and mm-hmm. like I was not going to get hurt. I felt like if I told somebody to stop in that exact moment, like they would stop, and like they would. I know they would, because you just I don't know. Yeah, I I preach that all the time that fetish centered groups are more safe than if I'm going to like a regular bar. Yeah, you feel like it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been to a lot of sex clubs and hotel parties. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I've never felt more safe at places like that and dicks are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's such a weird sensation. And you feel being the center of like attention. Mm -hmm. Also like being naked and just want it. Like it might sound bad, but whatever. I don't I don't know. It sounds like some people might think it sounds pathetic, but like it feels good. <laughs> oh yeah, to be I'm with like you. Yeah. like right in the center and then like wanted by all these guys. Like obviously that's gonna feel great. Why wouldn't I mm-hmm. want to be like? And then just have hands on you or dicking you all night, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, the <laughs> yeah. If I, <laughs> I I really like I'm trying. I haven't put in any effort. And I'm going to maybe possibly soon put in some effort into making my own gangbang because it has been so long and I have not had one in so long. And it's just, (laughs) it's just sad. And they're all, they were all like BBC only gangbangs on top of it. So it's like, you were just being stretched the entire night. And so it's like, you don't. I haven't had, I haven't had a BBC period in like a long ass time. So, but so it's depressing. I know it's depressing. It really is. It really is. I talk about it too much. <laughs> but it's also partially my fault. I'm not, not, not really like putting in a lot of effort right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. Which is whatever. Um, <laughs> But the guy ended up falling in love with me that hosted the gangbang. So I, I kind of had to cut that off. Mm, yeah. It was a sad day. But I, oh my goodness. I just, I, my favorite moment is, and I have it on recording. And I feel like I told you this, but I'm going to say it again. Because then I was, we were, all of the girls were lined up and we were all sucking dick in a train, like fashion. Mm-hmm. And somebody went, oh, my mama, this girl knows how to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was so proud of myself in that one moment. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's funny. I have the same memory from mine. Um and I'm going to encourage you to plan your own because I I did plan my own even that small amount. I'm but it was like you had to show up. Like that's the problem is a lot of them don't well, show up. That was kind of um the setting helped because what it what it was is I had it at this uh, 
sex club. Oh, okay. So like, and one of the guys um, I had met earlier that night when we showed up, you know, so like it just, the setting definitely helped. But um, anyways, I, and then doing it in front of a whole crowd too. Yes. Oh, it was amazing. God. (laughs) Um, But anyways, I, my favorite memory to think about was a very simple one is there we're like we started on this couch and all the guys are sitting on the couch and I'm just like on my knees you know going from dick to dick and um this one guy was just like uh, I can't remember if I anyways this guy said uh she's a really good cocksucker isn't she and I was like oh my god <laughs> yes <laughs> It's the best feeling to get a compliment when you get a cock in your mouth, I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's um we have the same uh what would you call that? Uh, positive. Yeah, positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we're sluts, so yeah. we like to know we're good sluts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you're telling me I'm doing a good job, like I'm doing even better. Right. I'll right. show myself up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the and the one I had, it was like it was quick. Like I went through the five and it was done. And then a, the guy that I was kind of sort of dating at that time, him and one of the other guys, we immediately went to one of the private rooms and the the guy just like fingered me for a good like hour, I feel like, because I was so woken up and I didn't want it to stop. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, and so I just like came like over and over and over again, right after my gangbang, my mini banging. Yeah. That's why I call it my mini one because. No, I would say anymore. that's a good, that's a, I feel like mine are excessive. Yours are normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted it to be longer. Um, but I do feel like probably the missing key too is it wasn't um, BBC. I feel like that's it, like top tier. That helps. It helps when it's just one. Because then once you get to the biggest cock, it's like nothing. It's like you can take it like it's nobody's problem. When you got a <laughs> forearm inside you. You're like, this is fantastic. <laughs> and they have a lot of endurance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some of them mm-hmm. could come so many times in a fucking night. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit, how? You came at me three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would, uh, yeah. Some of them would keep track of how many times they came. They're like, yeah, I've come like five times so far. I'm like, how? I don't I, believe yeah. you, but I, I know they did for fact. But Yeah, I, I call them fuck warriors. Fuck warriors. Yes. 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 a lot from this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Bring me the battle. I'm there for it. Let's go to fucking war. (laughs) Um, So the me calling you or you calling yourself rather um, saying I'm a slut. What does that mean to you? What does being a slut mean to you? I honestly just like this might be a boring answer, but being like a liberated woman, mm-hmm. yeah, like is the simplest way to put it. Just like free to not and like not afraid, I guess, of mm-hmm. like 
it's not being afraid of like my po- sexual power that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there like, no, I think that's beautiful. I think, and I'm sitting here thinking, I think because we both just had that hardcore ho fades ho stage and we didn't really stop there, you know, like, yeah. I mean, we didn't just continue on a ho stage. It happened and it just kind of woke us up. And I feel like to me that as a person, that's when I like truly knew myself and like yeah became alive. I really hate it. Like, and, and I think that's a big reason why I started my podcast is I've always said if I could help every woman in the world like wake themselves up sexually that need it. Yeah. I would do that because I just it is. And you know, you even now, I mean, it's, it's getting better, but even now there's stigmas, you know, about women that like, I'm sure men would hear us talking about gangbangs and be like, Oh, it's so fucking filthy. Yeah. Which it is. You know. but that's the fun. <laughs> right. But like in the most negative way, like right, yeah. they really shouldn't be doing that. Like, ugh. like, no, like as a woman, even just because we're women, um, we can still love sex and want it and need it and crave it yeah. and you know it doesn't make us any like like less of a woman exactly i would argue it makes you the best woman <laughs> yeah to know what you want too like yes. that's that's something a lot of women can't say too is that they have, yes. they have no idea what they want yes absolutely. And, like, i can even say like i don't even know if i always know what i want but i know that i want sex and like at least that's something you know Right. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking too, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of my job as a phone sex operator, uh, I'm talking to married men all day because they're not getting something at home. And then if I get to know their story, you know, it's because and we all know the story. She's not having sex with them or it's really, right. you know, boring or whatever. Um, Not sucking cock. I'm like, come on. That's like one of the funniest things to do (laughs) i love something god (laughs) it's my favorite pastime (laughs) but yeah i mean i just if if i could just spread that message to a woman i I would love to but um no i think you do i think you do well enough i think that the more conversations like this that there have are being had the better yes I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you ever feel this way, but like, I will never be ashamed of who I am, but there's always that voice. And I think it's a voice that's kind of built into us uh, just living, you know, developing through the world we've developed in is there's always that voice that wants you to be ashamed. And yeah. It's way, way smaller now. Um, yeah. It's a very faint voice, but it it's still there, right? Yeah, it still comes and, out. And I think that if women could, I don't know, like hear you and me and be like, oh, okay. Like, I, I can do that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can um, do anything. Yeah. And you can look 
any sort of way. Like I, I found this really interesting. Um, I'm rewatching Euphoria. Have you seen that show? I have not seen it, but it's on my list. But I have not seen it. Well, I really got struck by this one character that, um, you know, she's just, I would say a little overweight, you know, um, not super obese, just overweight. And, um, she kind of goes through, through this journey where she realizes that um, there's nothing hotter than a, I, I think this is the words they use. There's nothing hotter than like a chunky woman that has confidence. Um, it, it's almost even more hotter than uh, flip, you know, having yeah. that flipped. And I thought, you know, that's a really fucking great message to be putting out there because I know that's like younger yeah viewers watching that um but you know that's another thing about being like you can look like whatever you can be whatever age <laughs> well not not well, any yeah. age but <laughs> any yeah. age above 18 uh and be <laughs> a <superstar. laughs> yeah um, and, yeah and i think that it really does have to do with how the it has to do with some confidence too and how mm-hmm. you and you carry it because like i definitely am not by any means like on the thin side I'm on the overweight side and I'm like carry myself like I'm the queen bee and like mm-hmm. it's, you kind of should because like you are queen bee no yeah you look like really you know yes yes yeah because I mean that and I know men don't want to hear this but you know it's really fucking tough to be a woman uh growing up yeah as a female you know trying to you gotta look like this you gotta act like this yeah. you know um fucking sucks i love getting out of those cookie cutter norms and yeah i'm proud to be like a potty mouth slut like yes you know my dad raised me to be a sailor and like (laughs) (laughs) with me and sometimes it gets me in trouble but sometimes it's just doesn't matter if it does yeah yeah it's just me yes well i i love it i love my fellow sluts i love all women but you know i really really love my fellow sluts it's just not empowering is definitely a word for it but it's Mm -hmm. uh refreshing yes to talk to somebody else who has the same kind of mindset yes and it's like not ashamed to be like a super slut yeah and it's like proud of it yeah i think that's the part of being proud of it because a lot like a lot of people are like oh yeah i'm a slut like yeah ha 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 but they're just like saying it. They're not like, yeah, I'm a slut. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is who I am. So what? <laughs> what yeah. are you going to do about it? I'm not <laughs> to about it, but that's about it. <laughs> so, Daisy, um, your podcast, um, what's the title of it again? Sex Lives of Strangers. Gotcha. Pretty I keep wanting to say the secret life, of, and I think I'm wanting to say secret life of pets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was going to go Secret Life Life of Timothy Green, (laughs) that movie. (laughs) Yes. And so I was, I was so drawn to um, your, your premise of it because it's really super fascinating. So um, why don't you put it in your own words? What is your podcast about? Our podcast is a podcast. Um, (laughs) It's... um, (laughs) <laughs> so so as we've been recording it it's been kind of forming into something like else but what i wanted it to be 
was equating people's life experiences and how they've influenced our sex lives. Mm -hmm. Like how I've recalled you said at the beginning with the pegging being my favorite was probably because, and it probably is because the dildo when I was a kid, it's probably Mm -hmm. why I have such like an affinity towards dildos and why I have like five and want 10,000 more. (laughs) And so (laughs) like making connections like that, while mm-hmm. also just having an open conversation about other people's sex lives. Yeah. I mean, it's really just talking about other people's sex lives. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I really like we talk about from what, how you kind of did today, like your first experience to now who you are now. Like we had a sex addict on the other day, which was, that was that really shitty episode that I have to re-record. Mm. Uh, but or we had like an objectophile the other day, which was really, really interesting. Awesome. I had, I was like, and at the end of that, I was like, I understand this. I understand this a hundred percent. Like I get it. Mm, like, yeah. like it, it's, it's been a great experience to talk to people. Yeah. I was drawn to it because I, um, I naturally am so curious about kinks and fetishes. Like I love knowing the whys yes. and that's, that's like for me personally, but also like professionally doing phone sex and audio role play is like, if I know the why I can like, so deliver yes. something great because you, you got to know what that person wants to feel like, what they want to um, hear And then when you can connect it to something that happened in their past or their childhood, that's even better. Yeah. Like, like I I can't tell you how many people I talk to and phone sex that um, start off by saying, so uh, what happened when I was a kid is this, and this is what really gets me off, is talking about that, you know? Yeah. That is definitely, that's the why is that's Mm -hmm. the good way to put it. It's the why Mm -hmm. that's what I want. I hope my podcast gets into is the why. Yeah, absolutely. Even those two you just mentioned, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. The objectifile one is really good. Yeah. I'm excited for that one too. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we will, um, even if you don't have it yet, I always like to link my people in the in the description of my episode. So okay. even if it's weeks from now, I can go back and put that link to your podcast. Um, that would rock. <laughs> now, for anyone, um, like, to, are people able to follow you in any way? Yeah, I am... We are on Instagram and Twitter and FetLife. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I think And that's, that's just the podcast, right? Not, yeah, that's just not you, podcast. Daisy. Gotcha. No, we are both making our own personal social medias too though. Oats is Oats is planning on making his a meme page, of course, but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, so Instagram is Sex Lives of Strangers, all spelled out. Um, fat life is sex lives of underscore, and I think Instagram is also sex lives of underscore. 
because you can't fit the whole thing. Or mm-hmm. I think Twitter is sex lives of underscore. No, just sex lives of. So we're on those three, but I don't have anything posted yet. Got to. Hopefully, I'll get this. I want to get those links from you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get everything, but COVID fucked it up. I don't think I'm getting anything yeah. out of you by the end of the month, but. And that's okay. Fingers crossed. That's okay. You know, life is short, but we also yeah. have plenty of time. <laughs> yes, this is true. We do. And ex- more yeah. experiences to have. Yes, absolutely. So one thing I do like to ask, the last question I like to ask mm-hmm. is I call it my slut to slut question. All right. I'm ready. So slut to slut, what turns you on, Daisy? Oh, God. Uh... My immediate answer was submission. Definitely. I would say like just watching my man submit to me would be the, mm. like, the thing that turns me on the most is like, I call it dick drunk, <laughs> but it's like mm-hmm. they get it in their eyes. It's like mm-hmm. there's this look and it's just like magnificent. You can tell mm. that you have them wrapped around your finger at that moment. Mm-hmm. And anything you say, like, would work, and they would just follow you to the ends of the earth. And when they have that look in their eyes, like, that's that's I my biggest turn it. on. Yeah. I've that's honestly come from pegging just because of, like, that look on Oates' face. I'm like, yeah. You're mine right now. Like, I'm going to yeah. well, I'm not even stimulated. It's, I call them emotional orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> it was. I was. I was surprised. That was my very first. It was like the first yeah. thing that came to my brain. I was kind of surprised by the answer. I thought the answer was going to be panties, but nope, it was submission. <laughs> it's a. It's an interesting question. Um, I have found. I didn't plan it this way. After we spend so much time talking about sexy things, um, it's a funny question to ask to just give one answer to. You know. Yeah. So. It's a hard question, but yeah. like, I was like surprised I came with an answer that quick. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daisy, thanks for coming on the episode. It was such a joy. I know. Good episodes. Thanks for listening to my episode with Daisy. I hope you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed. Being able to talk with a fellow slut, it's so rare for me. I so enjoyed it. Are you enjoying the slut next door? Follow me on Twitter at slut underscore next underscore door. And let me know. I love hearing from you guys and hearing your feedback, letting me know what's working and not working. But thanks for listening to the episode today. Until next time.